45th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X, here with my illustrious guest, Mr. Dub K from the A, Gene Hopkins. Baby, baby. And the man with the good looks, Mr. Brooks down in Florida. Getting that sun, baby. Getting that sun. That's right. Look at smooth. You know thank, thank the Lord. My mom and my daddy were pretty people. Mm-mm-mm. Praise him. Praise him. See, people don't think that this is a, this is a know, holy show. There's not enough gospel in the show, but you know, guess what? Praise him. You know, this is the last episode of our, what, third season? Yeah. Unbelievable. We've actually found time to do this for three seasons. It's actually two and a half. It's not full seasons, but it's like based upon, we started you know, the, the first year, we started like later in the year. We started later in the year. It was like a half season, but we're going to make it in. But, you know, so it is what it is. But sorry, we, st- we still get together and do a live show one day, like yeah. get everybody in one room. Oh, we're going to so yeah, we we, bake up afterwards. Well, you guys will bake up before I'll bake up afterwards. Well, let's make that a goal for the summer. Right. You know, to do that. I know I got some trips. You know, maybe we can make it happen this summer. I got to head down to um, ATL a lot. I'm going to be down there in the next couple of months pretty soon. Grandpa! Grandpa. Got a marriage. Grandpa! Got another baby coming. turned 11 today. Oh, congratulations. Double ones. It's It's my old, that's my firstborn grandson. That's what's up. He just turned 11 today. Yeah. You know what I sent him? Uh, some dribbling tools. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> so his, his brother is nine, and his brother's bigger. So I saw his brother, and I was like, holy shit. Like, he wears a size 10. He's nine years old. Mm. And so I was like, God. I was like, man, Carter, you're huge. I was like, man, you got, what's up, man? You know, you want to play basketball? And then Cameron. The older brother said, I will, I will. Because, you know, I was telling them how hard they got to practice this, that, and everything else. Because first they were telling me when they first, I don't know, a couple years back, they were talking about being uh, cops and something else. And I said, oh, so y'all, I said, y'all trying to be broke, huh? And, and, and And Cameron said, what do you mean? And they know what broke is, you know. I mean, they don't. They ain't growing they up with no they spoon, don't really know, silver they don't spoon. Really know what broke is. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, we they know what broke is. Of, 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 of lacking. Right? Conceptual. So, it's conceptual. So I said, no. I said, I said, if you guys want, I mean, you want the big money and this and that and everything else. I said, you got to use what you have, and you know, uh, either you know, start wanting to become doctors or. Pimps. Something that makes some money and, 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 and or our athletes and and uh at the next summer they came, they didn't want to be uh cops anymore. They were like, Yeah, you know, we we need the big, <laughs> the yeah, big money man. professions. Be the next Kyrie. <laughs> you be the next Kyrie, you know, right. See, here's the thing. That, oh, they Kyrie's a one in a million, man. Become yeah. network engineers, become system engineers, yeah, well, yeah. App designers, app designers, app, app and designers, stuff like that. Yeah, project managers. Well, you know, there's, a, there's, there's too much. Like, 
Doctors is too much responsibility, and it costs too much to go to med school. Well, you know what it is, though, Rob? There's not enough return on that dollar. But you know what it is, though, Rob? There is a way that they don't show that path anymore, but there is a way you can actually balance the two things. Like, you do basketball games for college, for a college, Drexel University. They're giving away Division I scholarships Mm -hmm. to a fine university that you can go and work there for four years and get yourself a degree and then only have to worry about your graduate school. So it's like, just because you play basketball, you want to be Kobe, doesn't mean you can't end up something different that still will allow you not to be broke, like Grandpa Gene has to say. Oh, yeah. You know, so strong advice. But but too too often, these kids are only focused on the basketball and not like, yo, this is a way to get you to the next thing, whatever that next thing is. Like, this is a tool. But they there are just, you know, thinking they're hoop dreaming. I'll start telling them about the math when they get older. Right. That's what I tell them about the math, right. <laughs> you know, right. and, uh, uh, you know, in, in the in the odds and probability, yeah. So, and, yeah. And, you know, but no, I just I, I just want them to. I, I want all my kids and my grandkids. Uh, I really don't care what it is, but if you don't know how to work hard at something, then you're gonna be in my pocket for the, the rest tough. of my life. It's tough, you know. You know, that's so- just the bottom line. It, that's the only ingredient they can't the young people don't have now. That's not necessarily true. Is their work ethic? Unfortunately, that's not necessarily true because even if they work, they don't. A lot of the jobs don't pay shit. My son keeps a job, but he still stays broke because this is the economy yeah, that he's it is. Working jobs, he ain't, he ain't doing he ain't doing career type shit. He's right. doing jobs, and this is the reason why we have to have the conversations yeah, and he, keep them pointed in the right yeah. direction. Which is why, well, and, get, and that's exactly why he's back in school, too. But they say that school doesn't have a, is a, I mean, a thorsis. Go ahead. You know, he could, he could have gone to, like, a trade school or something. You know, I have accidentally pulled the sheet off the, the printer one day at my office, and it was from the uh, building services folks, people who take care balls? of the building. Was it his balls? <laughs> <laughs> but it, had, it had the hourly rate for all the trades people in our building. Mm. And, you know, the steam fitters and the plumbers and the electrician. Shit, the electricians. Give me that fucking job. Yeah. Now, every, every one of the electricians has a shore house. 75 an hour? 145. Damn, that's 290 grand a year. Mm. 145. Mm. An hour. Mm. And they are in the door at seven, not a moment before, and they're out the door at three. And if they're not out the door at three, yeah. So go do that. Like, instead of working a job, go do that. Go get a trade. I mean, go apprentice a trade and get 80 bucks an hour to be a plumber. That's a great, that's a great thought process, too. The problem with that, and like, you know, we're always, this is why they say we're a problem people. We're always looking for the problems and everything. But unfortunately, a lot of those unions, they've got their own problems with allowing people of color to get those types of jobs as well. A lot of times you'll go out and you get those trades. And whereas that's the story of Franklin in in that book. What is that book? Um, Charlie Brown? No, uh, Disappearing Acts. Disappearing Acts. The story of Franklin, the guy that the male counterpart, he's a construction worker. 
and he's always trying to get on the jobs, and they're supposed to have a certain amount of jobs for minorities, and they won't let him in the jobs. Mm-hmm. They won't get him get him enough hours to allow him into the unions, and then it just like balances balances out, and eventually you just get another angry man. Even if you have a trade, this is not to say that this is the way that it's stacked up against anybody or everybody, but this is what happens in certain times. And generally with unions, you have, unfortunately, the world is based upon race. So you have a certain amount of black guys that are going to get in this year, a certain amount of Hispanic guys that are going to get in this year. A certain amount of Irish guys well, that are going to get in. Some black guys got to get in. Why not let it be you? Yeah, yeah well, I'm going to tell you, they, right. they, people that have trades, they, I, I think they should have trades. What I think is equally important and what, what I have to offer my kids, I can offer my kids a skill set of selling their value or their, their skill set or whatever. I would rather no one had a job but everyone have a skill set. I'll teach you how to sell and market, you know, and go grind so that you get your own client base instead of rely on a company to that. And then they could truly be, if a person can make money with this skill set and not have to work for a company, he's rich, he's free. I mean, he doesn't, he can't get fired. You that's, know? One, that's one of the things that I've always said about all of these schools is that they all need to teach business education. Cause if you get, if you go, if you're a plumber, you don't need to be in a union. You could do it wherever, but everybody, exactly. every single one of those guys has a tax problem at some point because nobody tells them about the business aspect of it. You right. Know, they just wind up with, whether they do it cause they, cause they can't get work within the union or because you know, whatever they wind up hanging up their own shingle. And then at the end of the year, they're getting chased down by the IRS and it doesn't have right. to be that way. Right. So yeah, they, they, you need one you need one with the other uh for sure, but that's where uh that's where you know, if 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 you're black and you're young now, you know, get job out of your vocab out of your thinking long term. Yeah, everyone do what you have to do to survive, to to accomplish your financial goals, make the money to do that at a job or whatever. But man, you got to you don't, first of all, the money has no value. When I say that, meaning the piece of paper has no value. At some point, that that money, the money can never meet the need. It can pay for it as long as the currency uh, is good. But our currency is worthless. Based on and nothing. so if ever we're going to get to a point of liberation, so to speak, it has to be a a huge barter system or community where it's your skill set that that provides you a living, uh, you know, and also serves your community and, and stuff like that. But you know, going for the paper, uh, I'm know, not I just sure. don't know. I, I I think we're almost out of time. It's musical chairs. Well, you a know? lot of people feel <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people feel like a lot of people feel like money is liberation. And that's generally the thought process of everyone in the United States of America. I don't know if it's possible to actually separate the two from a thought process. You look at young girls who it's are looking not. to you look at young girls who are looking to date now. What do they want? They want men that make six figures. If you want to stay at home to be a stay at home mom, I saw a poll today or someone online did this thing is what do you expect? How much money must your man make for you to stay at home? 
and the minimum was like 125 to 150 thousand dollars. They also want that man to be over five foot ten as well, and those odds are not happening. And well, that's, uh, Kevin Samuels made a living exactly because of the he unrealistic all expectations. That. He exposed all of them. I tell everybody back in the 80s, I remember being 19 years old having conversations with some of the dumbest soldiers in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And I used to tell them, I used to say, listen, I used to say, this is what people's problem are. This is how I described it, though. I would say a five always wants a ten. And I say, forget about the looks. Let's take the person's finances, their looks, their this, their that, whatever, and give them a rating. Well, the person giving themselves that rating. The problem is, and I used to say this about uh, uh, dudes, uh, you know, wanting the baddest chicks and stuff. They want the dimes and stuff, right? And everything from a two to a nine, everybody wants the same tens. And I said, man, that's a pro- That's the problem we have. Now, Kevin Samuels just went ahead and, you know, uh, uh, spoke that intelligently and, 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 and put details to it. It, it, it really is. It's always been our problem. It's That's unrealistic, a, and it's because of the way we think. It's how our mind is shaped through media, through through uh, just uh, our community and everything as to what is pretty, what is not, what is rich, what is poor, what is, you know. And so once the thing gets seared right here, and it's like, we all have that problem. Women will I can't believe they lined up in the hundreds and we'll all say the same thing because I deserved it. You know, a lot of it is a lot of it is our entertainment system. Like, yeah, it, it's quote unquote entertainment, but it's also a form of brainwashing and conditioning. Like you watch enough movies where somebody gets swept off their feet and put into the limo or whatever. And you think you want that too. Mm. like at, that moment in the movie feels good and you want that feel good moment. You know, 50 years ago, before everybody's watching movies and shit, women put up with the dude because he was, you know, women found a dude and it was like, yo, he's a good provider. That's it. You know, he's he's good to me. That's good enough. Keeps a job. You know, and a protector. You can't, yeah. Now you can't just be, now you got to take him to Dubai. You know, now they got to, now, 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 the, now the proposal has to be Instagram worthy. Now you got to take him to Dubai when they turn 30. You know, that's why it's so easy. That's why a game is so easy for people who are willing to run it. My this one of my mentors died back in 2010. He used to always say that those old people in Florida. He used to say anybody who gets taken is usually looking for something for nothing. Yeah, five people told you your roof was fifteen thousand dollars, and that dude came along said he can do it for seven. You know, you right. wanted something yeah. for nothing, right. and he took your twenty five hundred dollars right. down and hit the hit the bricks with and it. Hit the bricks, yeah. <laughs> and that's the truth. That's right. Sa- same thing. Expectations in the expectations in the United States are completely and totally out of control. I've read something about a period piece, and it was very funny because I started thinking about what Dave Chappelle said. The problem is the poor whites. They're, they're just messing everything up. And I had read something, I think it was from the early Amen. 1800s, and they were saying that if you were, that the least desirable people, they had done a poll, and the least desirable people up until like the 1950s were white people with southern accents. 
coming into their areas. They didn't want them in their towns. There was like um, a job place that said there was um, a large company that said that if these people come up and they're looking for jobs, you tell them that everything got hired and everything was rented the day before. And the reason why is because the expectations of those people at that point in time or the um, vision of those people at that point in time was that they were lazy, they felt entitled and didn't want to work, and they just drank a lot and they didn't do a lot of, they didn't bring a lot of positive things. And this was just based upon your Southern drool. And these are generations of people that have come up with this thought process. And it just like, it kind of clicks something with me when they talk about, when I see that um, Marjorie Taylor Green woman and, and these crazy people sitting up there talking about what you deserve, because she's really tapping into those people that have that thought process that, of what they deserve. And there was another thing that I read this week about, they said anti-woke, it was an article that says, anti-wokeism, is going to be the one thing that brings Americans back together again. And woke has been a key word that they've been using, substituting for black. So basically what this this article in Newsweek was about was anti-black is going to bring America back together again. So in other words, we're going to go backwards and we're going to hate on people and that's what's going to make us strong again. It's like well, I mean, it's 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 something that for a long time a lot of Americans could agree on. Those niggers, we can agree that they don't, they shouldn't have all the things that we have. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, I don't know if woke is 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 black as much as it is uh, uh, truth. You know, like okay, you are accepting truths that normally are have not been accepted and so therefore you're waking up or you're wanting to be woke or this and that and so uh they of course they they anti-woke wokeness will, will take us backwards they, it's time to go back to the lie right and the lie is the american dream but the lie <laughs> so you could still have it god damn it Everything's equal. Yeah, the problem is they can't still have it. It's like, but you know what? When you think about it, it's like, how do you win an election? The way the housing market is going? No, with with the way, yeah, exactly. With the way, listen, let's let's just like cut cut to the chase. With the way everything is going, for most people, the majority of people, it's not going to be a reality. But then as I say this, even as I say this, I come to the understanding and the realization that that's not going to make me popular. That's gonna, not going to make people want to listen to what you have to say. And that's the reason why people don't say it. And that's the reason why this bullshit is about to begin anew with the, with the big election stuff. They're all happy because it's been almost two years now. You can put that election money back into the cycle. People have something to talk about. What they've decided to talk about is coded hate. And is coded hate going to make America great again? And in the interim, the biggest thing that you see in, in the world this week is this IT thing, this AI, IT, that everyone is getting these questions from, that are getting these answers from. And it's answering all of your questions, and it's also doing all of your work, AI. So 
none of these groups are really necessary any longer. I, I don't know. Did you guys hear about the AI? Have you heard about the any AI information? Well, I mean, they, they talk about the Bing thing and the, the Google one. Yeah. That, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a Google engineer said that the it had become sentient, and they're debating whether that's actually true or not. Um, you know, there's the whole thing about it, writing papers for kids. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the AI is in, into Apolo- a lot of different yeah. stuff. Right, writing apology letters to your spouse. People are using it right now. Well, it was really good. Yeah, people are using it for all types of things. So, but it made me wonder. Like someone told me today, they know someone who used this AI technology. They fed the information into the into the machine, but it essentially wrote the book that this person specializes in. It wrote it his book, so, and Mm -hmm. now all he's doing is going back and revising the book. And revising the information. And that's just like, to me, it just doesn't seem genuine. It seems like, you know, isn't part of the journey of being a writer, taking the time and going through the aspects of what to put here and what not to put here. If AI is coming in there and they're already deciding what's perfect for you and what's perfect, what do we need your ass for? What do we need any of our asses for? Now we're going, now we're completely, it's already bad enough with people with this Instagram shit. And, you know, Amazon really started it. Women can, they can all get the same six pair of leggings no matter where you live in the United States of America. Now you're going to be able to get the same six thought processes no matter where. Is AI going to start writing all the television shows? Is AI going to replace people thinking? Because these... Because the humans aren't doing a good job these days. <laughs> well, that's well, that's true. But you know what? But the AI. But you know what though? The AI responds to what people are putting in there. So it's like you can't put in stuff that's offensive. You can't do things that you can't do things that are offending all different groups at different times. It would be interesting as to what type of society or culture AI decides is the right way to go what type of suppression yeah you know that 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 i'm sure all that uh is interesting as it comes along but i have to go ahead and remind you that uh i think we're on the other side and only thing we have right now is a short period of time but we've destroyed everything (laughs) It just hadn't manifested yet. Mm. AI, if it takes over, well, if it if it becomes big, and we become uh, slaves to it, so to speak, whatever. This ain't better, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> oh my you know, god! I mean, we have to. Do you do you, you know, realize what you just basically said? Fuck it. No, I, I, that's how I feel. I don't think I don't think there's a corrective course outside of complete violence. There's a corrective course. In, in this country, I don't even think there's a willingness. Violence against enough who? Enough of a willingness for a corrective course. Violence against well, who? When I say, well, uh, against the people who will not correct the course. <laughs> you know, <laughs> unless they're no longer here or whatnot. Uh, you know, uh, capitalism 
is a uh, is a terminal disease, I think. Uh, and so, you know, we can, and maybe they didn't know it, maybe they did know it when it started, but all it is is perpetual greed. That's all. Th- that's all this has been since inception. So I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a correction for this country now. The globe, maybe, maybe I'll have some uh, a little optimism for. But uh, we're done. So yeah, if AI, I, I'm, I, I want it all. I want all the shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because it, it had. I think it has to happen before any significant effective change happens. Anyway, so yeah, I'm the pessimist tonight. For Rob, sure. you're okay with AI? Um, you know, once we get to full on AI, then the Matrix becomes a documentary, not a science fiction, <laughs> and that's the direction we're headed. That's what it is. We all go. We're gonna spend our life with the Oculus on. We're going to, you know, everything's going to happen in the mind. Physically, we're not going to do anything, just like in the Matrix. That's yeah. that's where we're headed. That's right. Uh, in a quest to do less and less, America was, America was built on a foundation of not doing the work, getting, bringing other people over to do the work. And it's always been a capitalist system. I was watching this thing the other day, and they were talking about how when England made it illegal to own slaves, they paid reparations to the slave owners, not to the enslaved, not to the people yeah. whose labor was stolen, but to the owners because they were now deprived of their property. Property yeah. is far more important to this corporation than people are. So we're already down that road. Like I'm, you know, I'm optimistic in that people can choose to opt out and people can choose to plug into what is real. But most people don't want to do that. Most people like they're, um, they like the confections that are provided for them. You know, they like mm. the, they like the ease, mm. you know, life is up and down, man. Life in order to have a good life, in order to appreciate what's really good in life, you got to have some fucked up things to give you that balance. Nobody wants that. You know, people just, people just want it to be easy. So yeah, we don't wind up there. I'll take the here and now over any, any point up to the any point in history up to this up to now, I'll take the here and now. This technology, uh, this lifestyle, which is basically we're feeling our way through. This is all new. This isn't the same. Oh, I'm gonna go work for GM for 25 years and be successful. You know that, that happened generation after generation, or and, and then you know seven really things before that. Generation. It's like two generations, man. Like Whoa, we make yeah. it sound like it was forever, but the automotive, you know, the automotive industry as we know it is like the 1930s. Fortunately, we yeah. went to war in the 40s. They really took off. So yeah, yeah. so so yeah, so 40, 40 50 pe- years worth of people mm-hmm. selling that shit. You know that that was the gold and everything. I shouldn't even say that they were surviving. All those things that, that we did while we survived. I'd rather be doing the here and now than than back. At, into any of that, you know, that's just how I feel about technology. I'm here for it. Shit, I'm glad I'm alive during these days. Yeah, the technology is good, but unfortunately, it makes it too easy just to unplug and not like there are certain things that just don't make sense, and nobody really wants to sit and look at it because they, at the end of the day, they want their creature comfort. They want. I think that the I think what makes sense that for millions of years people existed and like at the rate that skin cancer, like just take skin cancer for example. At the rate that skin cancer is increasing, 
there's no way that we should have survived millions of years. Like this shit should have wiped out everybody millions of years ago. So something changed. It, something yeah, changed. we made the shit. We're doing something <laughs> differently now. And nobody wants to acknowledge that. Nobody nobody wants to sit and look at that and go, okay, well, maybe we need to get off that. Maybe we need to stop that. Well, no, because it's too easy. Well, I, no, I still want to microwave my food. I still, I don't, I don't have time to cook. I need my dinner ready in 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, I microwave coffee every morning. You do stuff like that, <laughs> man. It just don't make sense. I don't mess with the microwave. I'm not willing to really look at root causes of stuff. I'm, I'm trying to help the youth. I'm trying to help the youth, man. I told this kid today. He was like, you know, why are you always looking for the bacon? And he's like, why do you always come over this way first and everything? And I was like, well, because I'm always looking to see if they have any bacon. If they have got scrambled eggs or whatever, I'm just going to get go eat oatmeal. He's like, he's like, why? I said, because I don't eat pork. And he goes, why? So I looked around and I'm like, should I tell this little kid, like six years old, why he shouldn't be eating swine? first thing in the morning but I decided I was going to no, tell him anyway. give him the information yeah I decided he's he's, give a, him the information. he's a curious kid oh yeah I did tell him I was like you know I explained it to him I said the pig has no endocrine system and you know when you're cooking like bacon that's basically pig sweat that you're that you're like lapping up there all that delicious grease and everything but I also told him how I told him <laughs> yep I did tell him I did tell him I said that, you know how I started telling the story I said well first of all let me just say that pork is a delicious meat it's a delicious it's it's yummy it's yummy tasting but I haven't tasted that yum yum in about 20 30 years and it's wow. better and I feel I feel better because of it I feel like that's one of the reasons why I don't have problems but as I was telling this kid this thing, I was like, how much information should I give him? But then again, if he had a computer, if he wanted to, if he wanted to, he's got a phone. All he's got to do is put in there and Google, like, why don't people eat pork? And an AI would give him a reason why people don't eat pork to, as well. It would probably start with Muslims and communists. And then it might break down if you just said nutritional. It might give you a better that word. Is it, Go ahead. That word communist mm -hmm. isn't that bad. It's not a bad. It's not a bad word at all. Well, we've used it for decades, but it technically yeah, was it, all the, propaganda. the term is not a bad thing. It's, it's 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 better than capitalism. The true definition, and, and, and so is socialism. The yes. true definition better than capitalism, for sure. Yes. The but, only way the only way I'd be on board with capitalism. Is if they really took the money that they have and brought the and, and kept the bottom up. Yeah. If they took that money, kept the bottom up, and said, "Okay, you good for nothing, motherfuckers don't want to work, but you don't have to starve and you don't have to be cold and this and that because we're a capitalistic society and we're that rich." Then I'd be like, "I won't come on board with it." You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you're in a race, you get to go, but don't matter if you part. If you're a citizen, you stamped as a citizen. They got you because they're the rich country, right? Which we all know that's that's a pipe dream. If it, America, motherfuckers, they'd rather you die. It's sort of like what we were talking about beforehand. America is a it's supposed to be a merit based system. It's supposed to be a merit based system. We know that it's not a merit based system whatsoever. And you know what? What was the book you were talking about before? Um, the Invisible Man. 
by Ralph Ellison. Invisible Man. Yeah, the Invisible Man. And when he comes up, and what do they say? They the card said, "Keep this one running." Most people, if they have some type of skill, and they're stuck in that rut, they just keep you running. There's a reason why that book was written and why that message, that person wanted you to know that message at that point in time. AI ain't going to write that book. I don't think AI is going to write that book. It's not going to give you that, that insight. It's not even, it's not even developed that pathway. That pathway kind of stops yeah, like halfway through. Perspective because it's not, it's not anything that, you know, the computer's going to think of on its own. There's some experiences that Ralph Ellison lived that they've convinced him that, you know, this is what they're going to do to us regardless. Right. So life you is... Know, no matter how educated some of us get, no matter what, this is what it is. Life today is sort of like there's living your best life is like kind of combined with def- defeatism. You know that if you're a good-looking girl, you're a good-looking woman who's someone intelligent, has a really nice body, you could probably go to work and make an honest living and have a good life. Or you can get on Instagram and, like, uncover some of your bits, and you can have a much better life, maybe your best life. And this is what the choice is, as opposed to being academic or sometimes being, you know, just like, there's a, we value all of the wrong things. You know, but we, we say this all the time. We say this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's the, uh, I tell you, even though I'm, I have a pessimistic outlook. <clears throat> I should stop using that word. I'm a realist because I can still be happy, mm-hmm. live every day and accept what is, mm-hmm. but just not buy into the bullshit. Yeah. No, I don't have hope for this and that and so on and so forth. No. You know, does a, does a damn a wolf a cub and a wolf pack, do they have hope for shit, you know? Or do they just live every day? I mean, you know, are we better than them? Does an ant have hope when he's carrying that goddamn crumb? You know, it's it's, so, so uh, it's, uh, we like to think we're something special and everything. Maybe we are, but we're no more special than one in eight billion. How special can you be? Well, we're gonna we're gonna go back and <laughs> well, see. So you you subscribe to that Kanye? There's one of me. There's a thousands of you. See, I look at this. There are eight billion singular singular individuals. Yeah, that's what I said. You're one in eight billion. So I mean, if you're special, mm-hmm. then billions are special. That's Which correct. means what? It's not special. You know, we're just we, you know we're all so. I say all that to say you know even though I, I can put that out that you know. I'm a math person. The math doesn't add up to hope for America. There, you know what I'm saying? I see a lot of negative numbers. I don't see any positive numbers offsetting them, or so that there's a a, a balance in the in the black at the end of those numbers. No, it's all, so so. I think realistically, we know that whether we implode or uh, explode <laughs> from other people. Uh, you know, it's good. Something it has to, this is unsustainable. Well, you know, let me stop. And so, let me stop you there with the AI into it. Yeah, let me stop you there with the implode and explode because I want to change the subject to something that we all um, saw today. I don't know, was it that sent us the article about the old um, HU Howard University, but this guy, Michael Newman, who was a law student, I, I, I sent that out. Yeah, you sent that out. There's white dude, me. Howard Law. Yeah, what, what was that? that what was me? that all about, Rob? 
He's like a. So he feels that he was discriminated against during his um, during his experience <laughs> there. Like so, he was he wound up there during um, during the COVID period. So a lot of the stuff had moved online, and so he had said some things in some forums. He had asked some questions. According to him, he was asking questions, and some of the other people in the class were like got that yo this white boy's gaslighting this thing going right 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 and they wound up becoming a thing he would, they got up to the disciplinary level and he's saying that they didn't follow proper protocols and dismissing them the college is saying that he was being disruptive and well this is what i would like i wanted to stop because gene gone. that was a perfect example when you said oh, imploding when you oh, said imploding and exploding <laughs> This man was, he was attempting to, he was actually attempting to explode from imploding. He had infiltrated, so he was about to explode and blow up Howard University's class. That was his job. And yeah, but they were, they're imploding by, by giving scholarships to said individuals. To minority, you know? well, listen, to, to what... Look, for the for the cases of this argument or this discussion, let's call it reverse um, reverse minorities. He's a discrimination. He's a he's a reverse minority. Yeah, in that situation, he's a minority. Yeah, you know right. what I was thinking, Rob. So I'm thinking, what if this gets traction and and, and this gets some uh, unprecedented ruling that sets some type of precedent, man. The, the dominoes would just start falling, you know, like... Well, I can't uh, see how he can possibly win. I mean, that's what they want. No, how could he How huh? could he possibly win? Because his situation is that he's one of... He's, the, he's one of a few white people that are actually Caucasian students at Harvard University. But at every other legal university or law school across the country, the opposite is probably the norm. So if he wins his argument utilizing, if he uses his argument utilizing the basis of his arguments that he's put forth, which were, for example, they ostracized him for something he put up on Twitter, you know, a black slave being lashed. And he said his comment was, well, we don't know what he He did before that. We don't know what he did before that to, to have that happen. Right. You know, so we're jumping to conclusions. Like the cops. Like people always say when you see a, a video of somebody, some black person getting beat up by the cops, then the, the, yeah. the, the back to blue folks would be like, well, we didn't see what happened beforehand. Right. He didn't yeah, think that that was. Beforehand, you know, he, uh, he didn't think that was he didn't think that was um, controversial at all. He didn't think that that was stirring the pot. He thought he was bringing up a very good point. This is the like tongue in cheek no, type of think, argument. I think he yeah, no, I think it, it it just it's inappropriate. Same as it, it, him saying the N word would be inappropriate. I think th- they were like, like Rob said, they you know people were feeling like he was gaslighting, you know, is or, it, or being disingenuous. I don't, you know, you know, I I don't uh, I don't know though, Gene. Like, you know what? I'm going to take a different path on um um point of view on this and say that maybe he wasn't a hundred percent wrong. I think he's probably wrong with filing the lawsuit. I think that that's what's wrong is the filing of the lawsuit and the fact that he could actually get paid out. The same way if a black student had done the same things in a white class, in a white school, and pointed out something that was... I'm going to tell you something. 
he, he probably caught all types of uh, uh, what's the word they use? Uh, microaggression, microaggressions, and caught all types of shit and everything else. This is what he's not thinking though. When when he's when he's filing that lawsuit, okay, you're filing a lawsuit saying everything's equal right now, saying that you know, oh, same as it is equal for them to be dis- discriminated against and file a lawsuit. Uh, well, same as it's good for them. It's good for us, too, because we're all on the equal playing field, no matter what the history is and everything else. That's the stupidity in it. But here's the thing. If they could change one little thing or tighten up a handful of assholes that are in important places, then, you know, that's just the first step. These folks chip away, man. When they invaded... uh Ethiopia, man, they started mixing and having babies and stuff like that. I mean, it, it took generations and generations. They have long-term plans. Man. They yeah. start chipping away. So what I'm thinking is, if, if there's if there's any concession to given to this, that, that, that that's a chink in the armor. Rob, what do you, you think? Know, it, whatever. I'll be the first one to say, look, okay, uh, yeah, has anybody ever thought, you know, not thought about, but has anybody given more consideration to the radicals who say, why are we copying them with this thing? Why don't uh, we just go a different direction? I, Shit. Mean, I, I need to see a little bit more, but I think that he is probably, you know, little on the entitled side and definitely isn't. Of course. You know, it, it, you know, his line was that he wanted to he wanted to, to learn the minds of black people and understand the, the struggle from the inside. But. I think that he's probably tone deaf as hell. Like, yo, if you spend all your time in a room full of black people, now you putting things on your Twitter that's for a largely that you think is for a largely white audience, then that just ain't gonna work, Holmes. They we ain't seeing it that way. And you gotta you gotta you gotta read the room. Well, you got to read the room, but I, I they want to do it though. More. Well, in just terms like, of it, there's a, there's a chance that he wants to do it. You know, no, I, I mean that they want to do it as in like the way they wanted Trump. Because it's at the point where uh, we don't want to give an inch in our uh, of our filth. We you know we don't we don't want to give an inch of our filthy history. We don't want to back off of it an inch. We want our privileges and everything else. We're not going to openly say, "Look, we don't like seeing this, that, and everything else. We don't like this is happening." No, what we'll do is we'll vote Trump's ass in. Well, I want to stick where the church. Yeah, so no. They want, no, what I'm saying is they they want these kinds of cases. I believe that, and I think you know I'm not saying he's he will win. You know, hopefully the court system decides. Oh no, we're not ready for that kind of bullshit right now, uh, and then toss him out. But the same way, the same energy that that drove Donald Trump to get the presidency, that similar energy, I promise you, wants to quell or just squash the. Um, uh, uh, they want to. They want full integration. Well, listen. Let me you let me give. I want to give my point of view on. Um, you know, because as someone who went to Howard, the first thing, the, one of the first places that you go when you go to Howard as a freshman is you go to the law school campus. I don't know if a lot of people understand the way that the city is laid out or that the university is laid out, but you've got pieces of Howard University that are mainly in Northwest, which used to be a predominantly black neighborhood, which is now has gone through um, gentrification. It's no longer the case. The law school was on the other side of town. I believe that would be 
um, actually not, I think it's Northeast would be the area that you would find the campus in. Um, I forget. It's off Massachusetts Avenue. It's off Massachusetts Avenue. Sort of adjacent to Rock Creek Park. I think it's, I think it's Northeast. And that's like, if you go down that area, if you go straight down there to go toward the suburbs, that's where you have all your major news outlets. UDC is over there. Um, and it's like it's sort of like it's it's the more posh part of Washington D.C. or at least it used to be the more posh part of Washington D.C. And my experience of like you know going to Harvard University, there were a couple of white people that were on the campus as students, and particularly one was on the football team. He was no possible way he was in no danger or no threat at any point in time and this guy was a kicker you know he was probably the most protected individual on that entire campus at that point in time and that football team was a very good football team they went like 11 and 1 or something like that very a bunch of big like you know very macho very inner city type dudes as a matter of fact that's one of the reasons why the coach left because a lot of the kids that he was recruiting they weren't what the university wanted in in student athletes, sort of like what happened at uh, Bethune Cookman there, but a lot different. Okay, so I say this because of the fact that I don't think that this guy who went to a law school, no matter how he's planning on painting it, was ever in an adversarial position whatsoever, or at odds with most of the, his fellow students at that school just because his skin tone, because of the color of his skin or his background. If anything, as a matter of fact, Howard University has a long history of black Republicanism at the top, black conservatism up at the top, and especially at the law school level. So the fact that this that this person went to Howard University's law school and is attempting to be provocative at the law school, home of Thurgood Marshall, and got a unanimous, almost unanimous um, downvote by his classmates for staying. That says more than just one white guy and a black guy. That's someone who is actually, like, provocative because... There are tons and tons of black Republicans in that law school. And that's just the fact. So they're not quick to get rid of or to fight at, to fight to get rid of someone unless that they sensed his true nature is my point. And like you said, they, they do want to have these cases. They do want to test out the federal judges that they pushed through all through the Trump administration. Them boys was at work. They were putting judges on that bench just to hear cases just like this. They can rule on it. But the problem is that what I see is that on the reverse side, if you're a black student and you're going to a predominantly white school right now and you're in law school, you can probably use some of the same tactics if it's successful against your own law, against your own school and be successful just based upon you being a black student in a white space. Because that is essentially what his whole argument is. A white student who was harassed in a black space after he was given free tuition to that black space. Carp Blanche, he's on scholarship, y'all. He was on scholarship. So yeah. th- these are the type I'm of battles, culture probably, battles that we're fighting. 
there's probably a lot of other, well, I don't know a lot, but there'll be other successful uh, white students, white alumni that will come to uh, the defense of the school. I'm thinking. <laughs> unless there's, unless he goes and finds a bunch of them that had the same experience. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I ain't going to find too many of them. They're going to be like, we didn't get put off the island, Holmes. We're not sure right. what she did to get put off right. the island. We didn't get put off the island. I mean, let's be honest. We we, we've, right now. we've all known white guys that associate more with being black or with black people in groups of black people. It's not a big thing. You know, you have to have you have to have thicker skin. Like, who's that comedian? That big guy, Gary. Uh, what's his name? The big funny white boy from Georgia. Oh, Gary Owens. Gary Owens. Gary Owens. Right. You know, he's in all the in all the uh, the Steve Harvey movies or whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. like him. Yeah, but what I'm saying is though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's he he might be a little bit too comfortable. Again, it's because he married that black woman, of course. He's he divorced yeah. now too. He's divorced now too. So yeah. yeah, so that's a that's a different thing. But what I'm saying is though, but the reason why he's more comfortable is because he feels whether you like him or not, he feels like more comfortable around black people than any other people. You know, this white guy, he's not coming yeah, from that I'm experience. Saying- he's coming as a provocateur into a black space on a black dime. And throwing up all these racial theories. And this is straight out of the conservative divide the divide the right. We've got to split up the country type of vibe that's going on with a lot of people that we have to be prepared for that we're getting ready to gear up for in the next two years. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. That's not the word that I would use, but okay. No, exciting is the true word. It is. I'm not buying popcorn to sit on the sidelines. It's something that's exciting, I'm buying popcorn to sit on the sides and see how this develops. Like, that's not anything that we need to watch. I thought it. Donald Trump was exciting. Ball. Listen, people are, people are deciding. The reason why, to me, it's exciting is that people are deciding how they're going to live their lives and their moral decisions. And a lot of times, we're seeing these decisions being made by these people, and they really have little to no basis of the steps, the gradual steps that got you there. It's going from zero to 100. And it's like almost like watching a game show. Are you going to succeed or are you not going to succeed? Are you going to use the N-word or are you not going to use the N-word? Are you going to hold up? Are you going to hold up and be angry at, at perceived slights or are you not going to be angry at perceived slights? Are you aggrieved? My man, are you aggrieved? This is what the question, this is the question that the country is asking right now. Are you aggrieved? How are you aggrieved? Why are you aggrieved? And why is it that you are aggrieved? You don't have to take this shit. You don't have to take it. You're supposed to be on top. You're supposed to be on top. <laughs> You've always been on top, goddammit. You're supposed to be on top. Listen, white man, you're supposed to be on top. Black man, you're supposed to be on top. Hispanic man, you're supposed to be on top. Everybody's supposed to be on top. Can't everybody be on top, yo? No. You know, something thought about, I was... The only I, historical message this country's given is that white man, you're supposed to be on top. Well, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm watching a show the other day. supposed to try to fight for it. No, but I'm watching a show the other day. This guy predicted that by 2015... Um, 
it was a quick blurb on TikTok. 2015, All Black Power was going to be, we were going to be peaked and even worse than off the net. We're no longer going to be the second minority, you know, the which is what the Hispanics are now. We're no longer, the, we don't hold that. And all these other groups were going to be coming in and biting into what would be the black economic pie and you would have what's going on essentially now, which is people are like, listen, if you're a brown guy, you're saying, I'm brown. I have the same problems that you have. In the meantime, you're eating up the space and trying to get that, trying to get over, trying to get in there. I'm a white guy. I'm trying to get in there. This is like, this is the world that we're all living in at this point in time. But it just occurred to me that really, as we talk about these things, that pie is still the same pie and it's still the same people. You're really not... You're not moving in. You're just really like fighting each other for resources, for limited resources. The game should be different. The the game should be to get more resources. But that's but it's always been the game. I mean, that's because that thing about all the the subsequent, you know. So if you consider the founding of the country as the first wave of migration here, every subsequent wave of migration has been has looked around and said, "Okay, we're taking their pie." We're getting their pie because that's what's happened. Like as America's grown, they've needed workers. So in the beginning, it was everybody accepted except the Irish. But then it got to the point where they needed more workers and was, well, it was either the Irish or the Negroes. Welcome, Irish. You know, Italian. Yeah, the people with the vowels in your last name. We don't want we don't want to do anything with them. Well, then it came to a point where they needed more. They needed more machine parts. It was either the Negroes or the guys with the vowels on the end of their name. Welcome to the country, people with the vowels on the end of your name. <laughs> I mean, it's all, everybody's always sort of taken our space. So we should be used to that. Uh, but the problem, you know, it, on our end, it comes back to the fact that we're not a natural community. We're a community that was thrown together. Well, when I think you about know, it. We were put community. We're a community because we have a shared bad experience. That's not necessary. Trauma bonding isn't necessarily the way to, to build a great community. Well, I was thinking about it in terms yeah. of, and you just said exactly where I was going with it, except for when you think about it in terms of like each one of these groups that have come in, and now we probably are about third or fourth now as far as like numbers are concerned. But the first thing they do is they think about coming and grabbing those resources. A Howard University is a great resource. Why should these white guys have it? We should be breaking this down. Yeah. And if we don't fight. Why are we? I, I want to know why they gave him a scholarship. I'd like to know that. Diversity. I'd like to know who. Well, Diversity, but him. Uh, but uh, the fact that he was able to get it, that guy, that yeah. shows you that. That's that's yeah. like shows you that somebody's slipping. Maybe he was chosen by AI. Alan Iverson, go to Howard. No, Georgetown. This is fuck. <laughs> I'm fucked. You know what? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something. There might there might be a a, a crooked staff person at the at the end of that investigation. Oh, like, he, you know, they don't have to. That's my the, that's my that's my whole point about that's my whole point about Howard University. It doesn't have to be a crooked one. It could be someone that's entrenched. Okay, it could be someone that's entrenched. They were welcoming when I was involved at the um, the protest back in nineteen ninety one. That protest was about Lee Atwater being appointed 
voluntarily by our board of trustees and directors to our board of trustees and our board of directors. Yeah, that was a fumble. And this was in 1991. Done more, done more to put to try to put black people back in their space with his Republican revolution. That was not the guy. Right. And the conservatives, these conservatives still exist within that school. It's never, you're never, this is not, these are like universities are not all places for quote unquote woke politics, which is what makes the words quote unquote woke terrible. Because when it, when you're talking about, you're talking about black people, those black people that exist that consider themselves to be conservatives within the sphere of Howard University have no place to go. And on that note, fellas, thank you once again for joining me on the season of Born in Trouble. They can go to they can go to, to uh, Clarence Thomas's house for dinner. Yeah, they can. Oh, that's right. They, they, can, they, can, they can hang out with they can hang out with Ginny, make her a shake weight. Well, you know how to get there. You got to go to the side door with your plate in hand and your hat in hand. And knock and wait for them to come out and open up the side door with the table scraps. So that way you can get yourself your meal and you get your pat on the head from Jenny. And, you know, um, Clarence just like nods at you and say, that's good, nigga. That's a, that's a good, nigga. And let you go. And that's it. That's the way that works. So from the A, Mr. Dub K, Gene Hopkins. Hey. Hey. Good to be here. Good to be here. Now, I told you, I'm I'm trying to be, I'm going to try to be better this year. I told you I'm going to try to be better this year. I'm going to let Rob do more of that stuff right there. Mr. Robert Brooks from Florida, let him throw his hands up in the air for y'all. We played, in my second job, we played a game down at NCA&T. And the crowd there was just, them kids came to have fun. And when they when they started swag surfing in the middle of the game, I was like, "Damn, we are finished." And sure enough, they beat our ass that day. <laughs> yeah, boy. I was like, "Yeah, it's over now." So that's what the black collegiate. Temple, right? No, 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 no. Drexel. I mean, uh, down to play it down. Drexel's now in the league with uh, Hampton and North Carolina A and T. Ah. That's like one so of the great things about well. the black collegiate experience is going to the football games, going to the basketball games, and really getting involved in it and seeing it and, like, feeling the energy. Those are the type of energy things, and that's the type of energy that they have to infiltrate and try to sue for $2 million, try to break down the people that actually, hey, listen, that's, like, directly aimed at Letitia James. Letitia James, New York State Attorney General, who's been going after Donald J. Trump and doing a damn fine job for a couple of years. Big shout-out to you, sister. Miss Letitia. Congratulations! You know, made him mad enough to come I, I, after I'm us. To, I'm not ready to hand out a grade yet until I until I see what the conviction is. Yeah, there ain't gonna be no conviction because he's running for president again. You know, so it is what it is. But hey, fellas, thank you for joining he's not me. Get the nomination, so he's gonna be eligible to be convicted again. Yeah, he's gonna lose the Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, you mean? You know, I think you, you know it. <laughs> You know what? You know what? Trump That's the most terrible. Might, you know what Trump might uh, be a victim of? What? Uh, our short attention span. He had much longer than fifteen minutes, and yeah, so much longer. I don't think you know. We're not designed anymore to just 
want to go back through some. We're on to the next thing. And I think he's going to he, he's going to realize that. And that's probably going to be his downfall if he runs again is that, nah, no one wants that. No one wants to see that movie again. No, nah, nobody wants to live under that know, type of pressure. Maybe, maybe, because I'm going to tell you, I'll never forget having this online chat with this white female from North Carolina. And she was saying that Donald Jesus basically told her that Donald Trump was going to be president uh, like when they were accusing Biden of stealing. I'm talking about a month after the election, you mm. know, or uh, December sometime that year. And I'm having this, I'm like, you really think this is like, something's going to happen in this country where this is going to be rever-? And I promise you, she didn't say these words, but she basically said, Yes, because Jesus told her that. So I say that to say that nothing will surprise me. When you have somebody like that, maybe, just maybe, he will make a good run again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but, but hopefully I, she's just a, a, a one-off. They, they have know? Ron DeSantis now who is, you know, Trump, um, a more polished version of Trump. Let's put it that way. A more a more political version of Trump. Um, they're going to kick Nikki Haley's ass because... She's an immigrant and she's a woman. And, you know, the only thing that group hates more than, you know, a black man is a woman, any kind of woman. Mm. Um, So she's got no shot. She just doesn't understand her. She doesn't understand the party that she's a member of, which is Mm. is a shortcoming on her part. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he can't beat Ron DeSantis this time around, which is tragic because then, you know, all those people get behind Ron DeSantis and that ain't better. Yeah, well, that's not a better option. No, it's definitely not. And we're gonna we're gonna get more into him in the up in the upcoming times. But born in trouble, end of the season. Thanks for listening to us. Peace.